Adele, you look so nice tonight. Oh, thank you. You look pretty amazing too. In fact, I guess I'd sort of say... Oh, we're singing again. Okay. Look like a movie. What does that mean? You sound like a song. Okay, thank you. Oh God, this reminds me of when we were young. We met today. So. And doing this Adele, 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 Adele. Uh, can we just talk? I mean, this is really more of a talking show. I, know, I keep so. forgetting about that. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Julia Littman. We're in weird territory with this show. I am going to be breaking it down with today's guest, Mina Kimes. You may know her from ESPN or the Mina Kimes podcast. We have so much to discuss. There is a lot of weirdness on this episode. A lot of things we want to talk through, figure out how we're feeling about the franchise. We're going to do it. Before all of that, if you're into The Bachelor and you also like pop music, you probably spoke to someone in your life about Adele's Bachelor sketch on Saturday Night Live over the weekend. For full analysis of Adele's performance, check out Higher Learning with Rachel Lindsay and Van Lathan. But I just want to talk about this sketch. I loved it. I thought Adele being able to break into song was incredible and excellent use of her many wonderful tunes. And the thing that they nailed the best is what dress would Adele wear if she were on The Bachelor? I don't know about you, but I have been watching Adele very closely. And for the entire 21 and 25 press tours and just when she was going all over the world performing, she wore these beautiful gowns. So we have a big reservoir of Adele imagery to know what she would wear if she was on the show. And they really nailed it. I was kind of blown away by that and wondering if Adele weighed in on like what her bachelor dress would be like because it was so close to her actual style for award shows and for on stage, but like just turned up a few notches like you would do on The Bachelor. And I just thought it was so funny. It also made me realize that they really should throw a celebrity in the mix. Like it's kind of how they used to have someone come back from a previous season. Like way back when we had KCB twice, we had Becca Tilly, you know, we had Amber come back, you know, when someone comes back, cause they're really interested in that lead. Let's have a celebrity in the mix. Like what if they throw Demi Lovato on, you know, she flirted with Mike and, and all that. Like there's a lot of opportunity here. It got my mind spinning and I really enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, just check it out on YouTube, Adele bachelor. You'll find it. Adele, Bachelor SNL, perhaps even more specific. It's pretty fun. You know, if you need a little levity, check it out. And now, let's batch with Mina Kimes. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. To talk about this very complicated, problematic episode, I am joined by the host of the Mina Kimes show and an ESPN NFL analyst, Miss Mina Kimes. Hi, Mina. Juliette, I'm so glad that we're talking about this episode because I feel like I need to work through so many things. (laughs) (laughs) And I am entertained, but also upset, triggered, annoyed, sympathetic. Like I'm feeling every emotion possible about this season. I completely agree with you. There were kind of like many things that came up in this episode that I was like, there's just a lot to unpack here and a lot of conflicting feelings. And the main takeaway of this episode, I think, is that Claire is unlike any Bachelorette ever. (laughs) And, you know, we've been getting that tease of Chris Harrison saying, congratulations, you've broken the Bachelorette. And (laughs) It's really true. It's my sort of like overall thesis of this episode is like Claire Crawley in her current carnation is not suitable to reality TV. Like that's just sort of where I stand on her. And that has nothing to do with like, if I like her, I dislike her. If the show's good, the show's bad. It's like a bad marriage. I think that is like the perfect assessment of her and that's fair and it's neutral. And it's also befuddling to me that the producers didn't know that going into the season because this woman has been on like three of your programs. You're very aware of like how she processes relationships. Like how the hell did they not see this coming? I I think that they were excited about it. I guess they just like really wanted someone older coming out of Peter season. And they're like, well, we've got Claire. She won't be boring. And she's certainly not boring, but like, there's just so many moments that I just like, it starts out and you're like, there's, this is okay. This, this makes sense. And then it just like kind of expands and you're like, this is crazy. This is, this is bad in so many ways. <laughs> and on that note, let's start with her fight with Yosef. Um, <sighs> so the episode picks up with the rose ceremony from last week and Yosef decides that he's going to confront Claire. And I think that there's a lot of editing decisions to kind of think about in assessing this conversation, but mm. he keeps saying to her, apparently he talked at her for 20 minutes and kept explaining, we, we got a piece of him explaining that he found the strip dodgeball date degrading for the men. I agree. Tasteless and like very unclassy. And he kept like repeating that over and over. And somehow it just like escalated to him saying that he was ashamed or embarrassed to be associated with her and would never want her to be the mother to his daughter. And she was a bad role model. And it just got like, Yosef, I agree with you. To Yosef, you are an absolute asshole. And (laughs) it's just like completely spun out of control. What was your process of emotions and just like processing of that whole scene? I don't think I have ever seen a confrontation like that on The Bachelorette or Bachelor or anything because it wasn't built like sometimes you see these confrontational moments that they tease, right? Like, you know, Hannah B versus Luke or whatever. But those are built on the foundation of many weeks and there's like an emotional relationship and there's some intensity or anger. Like this is the equivalent of like a dude screaming at you on the street. And right, like he doesn't know her. So I think that's what made it so incredibly weird and almost like I always say that people say things to you on the internet they would never say to you in real life. But that dude did it in real life. Yes. He did it in real life. Like he said stuff to, I, I, you just, people don't talk to each other like that. And, I, and Julia, you're 100% right. Like there was a, 
and this is a theme that I think we're going to hit a lot in uh, this episode in this season, there's totally a grain of validity. Like I thought the date was weird. Although again, they keep positioning it as like Claire hasn't planned the freaking dates people. No, but she was super into it, Mina. She co it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She co it. I'm just saying like totally reasonable to criticize yeah. the date. Totally reasonable to criticize um, her handling of the last group date where she got upset. Fine. But yeah. the way he did it was freaking bonkers. bonkers. Like, bonkers escalation as you described and it was i i mean i found it really like upsetting to watch almost as it got like he kept incre- amplifying 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 it and then screaming as you run it i was just like what the hell is happening yeah he was like trying to make the most of his moment he knew he was having a moment so? and he knew he was gonna go out I, th- I think so and remember he was the one who she was like warned about by Tyler C on yes. night one. Cause he was like also talking to other women. And then there was like this thing on, so going around social media this past week where it was a mm. woman on TikTok who, who did that TikTok meme of like, put your hand down or finger down if this has ever happened to you. And then it was like a long story where she didn't name him, but it's implied that it was Yosef who kind of like ghosted her. And then also like sexed her like a fairly graphic yeah. video that was actually intended for a different woman. Like, <laughs> so he sounds wow. like he sucks. And it, it's not confirmed that's, that's him. But um, shocked uh, that uh, someone who acted in that manner has misogynistic stories and is I know, I know, and rumors. And I think that, like, one thing that just sort of I was just like pushed me too far was when he was saying that she would like be a bad mother and like invoking his daughter as if like he like knew more about like role models for young girls because of of his daughter. And it's like, dude, are you a role model right now? Like, is that what you're trying to imply? Because I don't think so. It was, it was just crazy. And what bummed me out about it for many reasons is like, I do agree that the strip dodgeball date was just really dumb. It was degrading. I actually think that was like the perfect word for it. And exactly why, as many people pointed out, like if they did that on the bachelor asking women to do that, it would be like, get the fuck out of here. The show is canceled. Like in like the TV sense of it, you know? (laughs) For sure. And they have a history of doing those kinds of dates and they've never been, they've never been okay. Right. But it is, I think, a really good example of how, like, in some ways, the, the franchise is trying to, like, be like, we're progressive now. We're doing all these things you d- told us to do. But yet they still, like, miss on some very easy, yeah. um, like, they make the obvious mistakes still. And this, this is a perfect example of it. 100%. He could have just said that, though. He could have just said that, like, in America would have been on his side. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how America's reacting because, you know, I haven't seen but yet. But, like... <laughs> If you had just said that, I would have been like, yeah, dude, you're right. Instead, yeah. I was... Also, talking, he could have yeah. done a self-exit. He could have been like, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm out. You know, he could have been... He right. could have been emphatic without having to, like, escalate it to where he kept, and kept like, being like, I expected more out of the oldest bachelorette ever. And I was just like, this has nothing to do with her age. People of all ages, like, make weird choices. I, I That was just... It was just so outrageous. But I, I felt like another thing that was really interesting around it was how they showed the men talking about Yosef to yeah to kind of like position it and they made it seem like Yosef was been like looking for a moment to confront Claire for a while and I, I guess like did that like color your opinion of Yosef or like the whole situation at all like how much were you aware of, of the way it was being positioned um <laughs> I there in the rose ceremony and then the, I guess the lead up when he was talking about it he was like yeah I'm gonna tell her you could see that look in every other guy's face where they're like, oh, this is, but they were kind of egging him on a little bit. Totally. And I think to me, they never showed anyone agreeing with him, which I think was important. 
but I also think they everybody saw the train wreck from like yeah. a mile away and they were like perfectly happy to watch him go up in flames. Like I think it was Riley the lawyer who was like, Yeah, dude, tell her. Are yeah. you gonna tell it to her face? <laughs> like <laughs> spurring it on. Um, so yeah, I, I think he did not seem to be well liked or no. Uh, and then the reaction afterwards to signify that nobody really was, you know, on his side, which is a rare production decision in her favor, because I think a lot of the production and editing decisions this season have been not favorable to Claire. When we'll talk about that over the course of the episode, she also does things that are not favorable to herself. But I think that in that instance, <laughs> everyone was against Yosef. Yeah. And then Dale comes in to like rescue her. <laughs> and I had some problems with that. I just... I feel like telling someone you're proud of them if you're not their, you're that person's parent is just like really like condescending. There's almost no time where I feel like it's appropriate. Like I'm so proud of you unless you are that person's parent, that person's yes. coach or like that person's mentor. Like, I just feel like, yeah, I don't I know. Vibe. I think that's his vibe. That's why, like, I don't think, I mean, we're, we might as well get to it. Like, I don't think people hate him there, but I think he, that the way he talks to her is probably how he talks to everyone. Like he has this kind of life coach. I just had an a lot of, oh God, what is it? He's got Russell Wilson vibes. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what though? I see it. I yeah. do. He, he's like Mr. Positivity, Mr. Yes. Let's, I'm going to give a speech here. And I think that's why he's not really resonating with, I don't want to speak for everyone. I mean, like visually, he is resonating with me. But very handsome, uh, very handsome. <laughs> honestly, one of the one of the hottest guys that I've ever seen on the show. Yeah. But his personality, yeah, it, it is kind of leaving me cold a little bit. And I think even in that instance where he comforted her, I was like, he's kind of like what you're describing. The way he's speaking isn't like working for me. But I think that's just who he is. Julia. Yeah. Like, and I think, by the way, that's how Claire likes that. Definitely. He acts like he's exceptional, right? He's like, I just need five minutes on the to talk to Claire and make sure she's okay. And it's like, just, just give me five minutes. It's, it's in my head. I now can only see Russell Wilson as, oh my as God, Claire's that's suitor. That's such a good call. <laughs> but, and, and I don't think it's fake. I think like. No, it's not fake with Ross either, that's right? just who that dude is. Yeah. It's like Mr. Life Coach. Yeah. And he, I, I think that also like a lot of these guys who go on The Bachelor now, there's like a new breed of like fitness minded, kind of progressive former athlete who is sort of like, I'm here to like coach everyone up and like, I'm, I'm yeah. going to just spread positive vibes. And it's kind of like a weird former football player turned reality star. Like, yes, mode. I feel like Jason wasn't that, isn't that different. I mean, he was kind of like getting like mad the Jason, the former offensive lineman. Oh, that's a whole other ball of, <laughs> you know, ball of yarn but, or whatever. But him too, yeah. he was like trying to be positive. I don't know. Obviously Tyler Cameron was kind of like that too. Like you go girl, I'm here for you. I'm going to support you. Interesting. Like, I, I feel yeah. like that's a, a, a new kind of archetype, but I just, when Dale came in, it was like, I, it was like really like sweet and kind. And I have to say his, like, he's so big and like, just like, it's just like very attractive how he just kind of like hugged her and like, was like really trying to like protect her. It was very, very attractive. But then he starts talking and I'm just like, dude, like you can be sweet without mm-hmm. having to like be her, like her savior yes. or something. Yeah. yeah. He is hot as hell, but so hot. <laughs> that said, I think from a personality perspective, he is not your type. He is not my type. He is Claire's type. And yeah. that's what, kind of I mean there are many reasons why this season is hard to watch but that I think he is not like his personality is not for everyone even when the roast well that's at the end 
It's okay. But I can't a, jump little, there. I'll just kind of skip up a little bit. Like even when they're roasting him, like the way they're roasting, him, like it's not that negative. Like it's not yeah. the traditional bachelor. Like he's fake. He's here for the wrong reasons. He's shitty dudes in the house. It's that weird morphous. Like he's kind of annoying and talks about yeah. himself and is like kind of new agey. And that's what you're describing. Um, yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not a bad dude. He's no. just not my dude. He's just not my cup of tea. I agree. It doesn't seem like he laughs a lot and like, it doesn't seem like he's having like a lot of fun. And like, I think his version of fun is like waking up early to go for a really long run. And that's not my version of fun. That's okay. It's just not not for me. I also just want to note that, um, I don't, did you ever watch the challenge? No, I know you love it. I do love it. Dale on Instagram. He, he works out with a challenge alumnus who was banned from the show, uh, for many years named Kenny Santucci. He used to be Mr. Beautiful. And Kenny was banned from the challenge for like basically like a abusing. It was, it's like kind of a long story. There's, there's a rumor that he and someone else on the show, like when a, when a woman was like passed out drunk, like basically like abused her. And so he's banned from the show and they work out together anyway, just throwing That's that out there. Not good. I, I know it's, it's not good. Anyway, they're on, they work out together on Instagram. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I also, before we move on from this sort of like opening salvo of the scene, we just have to talk about Chris Harrison coming in and like pulling the chair over and being like Papa Harrison to Claire. I thought that was actually kind of sweet too. He, because he was a lot more like, Claire, what do you want to do? And I thought that was a good version of him. I, I, I agree. I also think I was watching Chris Harrison and thinking like, okay, what's going on in this dude's head? Because you know, he, he knows the season's going off the rails. Yeah. And I think at that point it became very clear to me that Chris knew they were going to cut it short. Like he's not trying to stop her from zeroing in on Dale. In fact, he's like going on kind of along with it. He's not fighting it. And I think at that point, the show's production, I I don't know when they started, they reached out to Tasha and started phase two. It's unclear. A lot of, there's a lot of um, rumors and guessing about it. Like no one knows. I was watching a man who knew that his bachelorette's <laughs> days were numbered. Um, so that's something that jumped out to me as well. They were, it, it's kind of like managing the end game. Sure. He was, he was very chill and he was just like, Claire, how are you feeling? And, and he also, and everyone who seems to talk to Claire from production and we got, got some cool glimpses of that was sort of has been like facilitating the Dale relationship, I think. Yep, and 100%. let's just, and on that note, there was a really poignant second where on the first group date, Claire has canceled the date itself. We don't know what it was going to be. So they just do the cocktail party. And that is when Dale does his like, I just need five minutes, guys. And and he's just like, let's let's show her that we're here for her or whatever. Dale was also wearing like an uh, outfit that he was wearing the previous episode, which I have no problem with. But whenever I see that on TV, I think to myself, you, Lizzie McGuire, are an outfit repeater, which is from the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> um, the black anyway. shirt yeah yeah exactly one of his don draper looks look great. um he does he does look great he's very attractive i mean if you saw him just on the street you would do like a double take You'd be like who is that gorgeous tall man oh, i have some uh inside tea my um, one of my the analyst who's on nfl live with me is dan orlovsky who's a former quarterback for the lions and dale was on the practice squad and oh. so he knew him and he's so before the season began, Dan and I are in a bachelor group text with Mike nice. here. And we were like, do you guys see the rumors? And Dan was like, holy smokes, I know this guy. Um, <laughs> and we were like, well, what, what's the tea? What's the deal? And he said, well, he was like, everyone's just like, damn, that dude is handsome. <laughs> so he, even like NFL players were like, he's a really handsome guy. Um, and Dan said he was a nice guy and everybody liked him. So 
that's okay, not great. really tea, but he's, um, well, it is yeah. good. it's it's cold tea. It's an iced tea. Um, yeah, he, he, uh, has a really beautiful smile. I think that's a lot of it, right? Like he just has a broad smile, perfect teeth, just very bright. I mean, he's a model. So he's, a model. he's, a model. he's very handsome. Um, can I, I want to, before we talk about like the date and the time thing and yeah. Claire spending all the time with him, which I think is pretty important. Um, I, as a student of the show, um, <laughs> was kind of put off or I was thinking, or my wheel, my wheels were spinning when they showed all the guys waiting for Claire for at like quote unquote hours mm-hmm. for the evening date. And she mm-hmm. canceled the day date. And I was like, something's missing here. They skipped something. And I remember, and then, cause she had met with Deanna, which we can just skip over yes. that part. But, um, <laughs> I, remembered reading, I think it was, I mean, Charlene talks about this a lot, former Bachelor contestant, very smart, recapper of the show, been on your program, about how the producers will make people wait to get them riled up and like mm-hmm. manipulate time. And that to me, when they were just sitting there for hours, like, I don't think Claire was just keeping them waiting and not saying anything to anyone and like fell asleep and forgot. I feel like at some point that day, she canceled it probably early and the producers decided not to tell the guys to get them in like a heightened emotional state. It had to have been beyond early, right? Because do you think yeah. what happened was Deanna came in instead of doing the date. Well, at least that's how they presented it. But let's say that, let's just take that on face value, which is a kind of like generous thing to assume, but whatever. So let's say she did the Deanna conversation instead of having the date. Deanna perhaps could have been originally scheduled to be a part of the date as like some kind of judge yeah. or well, you know what? something they, like they that. It seemed like that. That's a great point, Julia, because she was talking about meeting the guys. Yeah. And so what probably happened is Deanna and Claire like got into some conversation or Claire was like, just like being really honest with Deanna. It was yeah. like, I don't care about any of them except for <laughs> Dale. And yeah. the timeline there couldn't have been that fungible because Deanna had to quarantine. From what I've heard, they were very strict about this. And it's one of the reasons why JoJo comes in later in the season. She did some hosting for Chris Harrison because he left to be a normal father and take his son to college. And so everyone who like went into the bubble, much like with the NBA over the summer, had to like actually quarantine. So Deanna had a specific timeline. She arrived on a certain day. She had specific obligations that they had to like, you know, backdate from and go forward there. So there was, there probably was supposed to be a date that Deanna was a part of. I was distracted because as Deanna pointed out she was on the show like 13 years ago I think she said and she was a bachelorette 12 years ago did no one want to come in this position like I don't understand I I guess like maybe she actually knew Claire so that was why but I don't know that was super that was my assumption that they had some kind of relationship but they didn't get into it at all they were like we've stayed friends you know and yeah. um, I don't know, just the whole thing seemed re- weird. It seemed weird that the guys were waiting. It seemed weird that nothing was communicated to them. And it smelled to me like, let's turn up the emotions a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Also, I, I just keep coming back to how hot it is. And so yes. when they don't have activities and they don't have like anything to do and Claire's like canceled stuff, there's like nothing really to do but like stay inside and be in the air conditioning. Cause it's like, 120 degrees out there in the sun. So it's not that they can like really comfortably golf though they're in Palm Springs. You know, we see them in the pool and stuff, but like, there's not a lot to do. I mean, it's not like there's a lot to do at the mansion when they're there, but at least it's not sweltering heat. So you're not like confined to the space. Plus you're not like, you know, even with the pandemic, knowing what we know, I think there's still at least an element of like, is it safe for me to be outside? Like, you know, it's just like, it's better to be in a 
in a space where like you're comfortable or whatever. I'm sure there were mask rules about being on the grounds. Like it just seems like it was a mess. So anyway, I, I think that's a great point. They kind of were just like in the dark about why they didn't have a date. They had to like sit around all day expecting to have activities. And then Claire and Dale spend the first hour together when probably that whole date is like three hours or like four hours. Yeah. Who knows? Um, my favorite part of this was Dale goes in like and hangs out with her and then they get interrupted. And when they get interrupted, he does what, Mina? Covers his boner. He covers his boner. <laughs> he will not face the camera. It was so funny. I just, I, it was so, so funny and obvious. And um, Dale seemed like he was having a lot of fun. I'm happy for him. This state, like, made me think, okay, he's into her. Yeah. At least physically. I don't, I have trouble <laughs> reading him, like, as a human. But um, when he went back... My yeah. husband was watching with me. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, that's how you would act if you were like in lo- like you were infatuated with someone at the beginning, which yeah, I was like, can't okay, so, so he likes her. So that's good. You know, yeah. I don't think it's just like a competitive thing. The thing I was wrestling with, and this is what I want to talk through with you is what is she doing wrong? Because on one level, she is acting how a normal person acts when they yes. like someone. They and can't get enough of them. Can't get enough of them. The time. Yeah. She is obviously defying the construct of the show, which is you have to give yourself relationship blue balls for a month. And like, <laughs> you, you have to like, you know, pace yourself and like restrict yourself from the person and pretend like you're interested in a lot of people. She's like, nah, F that. On the other hand, is she being disrespectful to other people? That's what I want to talk about with you because sure. I haven't figured out how I feel about it. So Chasen was the first one to be like, this is disrespectful. This is rude. Um, I kind of feel like Jason said that because otherwise he would not be on camera at all. And (laughs) I think around this date in particular, we're seeing a lot of producer manipulation, like a lot, because I think that they are getting offended because they're, they're told to be offended. Cause I think that a lot of guys, she has implied this. And I think that like, this is true that a lot of these guys like each other and they're kind of having fun hanging out. And it, it also makes sense though. Right. Because they're coming, this was filmed in July and July, at least in my view of things, is when you started doing a little bit more like normal stuff and started seeing like more than like the three people you had been seeing for the last four months or whatever. And so I feel like they are being, they're, they're put in a position to socialize where like really no one could do that if they were being responsible for four months, right? And so I, I just like, they're like, it seems like they're having fun hanging out with each other, like kind of like a, like a mini camp or whatever. For some reason on this podcast, I have defaulted to using football references all the time. Not just with you, but like just in general. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's like, the, I just like treat the Bachelor League football now. And, and as you know, it's like not even like my primary sport as a fan, but whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I feel like the guys like had, are, are being given expectations of like what to expect of like, yeah. Claire will give each of you some time tonight. Or like the reason we're doing this is because she really wants to spend time with you. And then that's not happening. So I feel like they're being told stuff and then that's not coming to pass. And so they're getting frustrated. And so I think right. that like, this is a result of Claire not wanting to follow the process and the producers like trying to make everyone angry. And I think that like when they probably saw that things were going sideways, they had to sort of 
really blow it up. They couldn't just sort of like let the slow burn of a bad season happen. So they had to get everyone riled up and and like angry and make Claire and Dale like some kind of like martyr couple where like you're either like rooting for them. Like, this is so great. True love is going to triumph. And, and Claire says that, right? Like you guys can be mad, but you can't, you can't hate love or whatever she says. Um, yes, you can. If yes. love is the premise <laughs> of the show and it's extended over a month and a half. I mean, yeah. you're 100% right. Like what we're seeing. Okay. So what we're seeing is a normal, like relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Like someone, like a, a woman sweet. picks one man very early on and it, and in two, it's, this, this thing lasts two weeks. I think it's less than two weeks before the switch, but it was 12 days. That's what I, that's 12 days. I okay. So she's not like, she's not stringing them along either. No. She's just like, Nope. He's my guy. Okay. In that's, the real world, 12 days between a first and a second date would be totally normal. If it was like totally casual normal. at first. Yeah. The problem is like, as you've just nailed to me, you nailed it on the head. Like no one wants to watch their love story. And then a bunch of other dudes sitting around. So yeah. it has to be, you know, it has to be like, there has to be some sort of narrative that comes out of it or conflict. And I also think, by the way, aside from Yosef, who I, we've already talked about that. These are really chill, normal dudes yeah. for the most part. Yeah. I really like them. Me too. I, I agree with you. I think they like each other. They're older. I think they're like the incident from the last episode where Claire freaked out. I genuinely believe they're like, yeah, let's be chill about this. You yeah. know, no, no, you know, so I do think, I agree with you. I think the producers are going out of their way kind of cutting to what I talked about earlier about not communicating the night date stuff. I think that there is a lot of producing going 100%. on. hundred percent. And you know, that's happening because they gave us that little bite of Claire talking to her producer. who You don't see being like, can we just speed it up? So let's get it done. Get it over with. Yes. And that I think is we never trying. see that. Never, we never see that. That's a, like a real mechanical piece of the show. And even if they do like, um, you know, like Rachel and her season had a lot of kind of like crying to the camera and it felt very like raw, but you, yeah. you never really saw, like, you never saw one of her producer. We, we've only started seeing the producers in the last couple of seasons. It also speaks to how the producers be themselves, but, uh, that was like a very, um, meta moment where they're trying to like blame Claire for this. Yep. Where they try we don't to know when like, that happened, by the way. They made it seem right. like it was right after our encounter with Dale. It could have been hours later. Could have been a no different idea. day. It was just a oh, soundbite. Totally. We didn't even see, we didn't see her yeah. say it. So it could have been a soundbite from from whatever. like an interview. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So that was like, okay, they're trying to blame Claire for like what's to come essentially. And mm-hmm. it, 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 it worked. It's manipulative. And you're like, yeah, this, this, the guys are mad at Claire and they have a point, but. Yeah. I know. I, I feel this like, I don't love Claire. I'm not watching this. I'm like, not like, I think no. she makes decisions I don't agree with. She doesn't seem like somebody I would hang out with if I'm being honest. But I also feel what you're feeling, which is I feel like they're kind of doing her dirty at times. Yeah. And so it's like a very weird viewing experience. Yeah, it's really weird. Because then at the other hand, you're like, Claire, like, yes, you sign up to be the bachelorette. Give some guys some a chance. But then it's just sort of like all these rules are arbitrary. So why do I even think that? It's like so much I know. like back I know. and forth I know. as I'm <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're like, wait, am, am I like putting demands on her as a viewer? Yeah. Like that she, like I said, give herself the relationship blue balls? Yeah. Like why am I so angry at her for spending extra time with the guy she likes? Right, like, I know. But then, but then there's cares? also like, I can't get over, Brand, that guy Brandon who she sent home, like he sucked obviously, but I still okay. can't get over her just like obsession with her own narrative. Like she's just like, I'm the girl that Juan Pablo 
disgraced. And like, she brought it up when she was sending home Yosef. She was just like, mm-hmm. I can't believe I would, I would ever have to say these words again, but I would never want you to be the father to my children. Like repeating herself from Juan Pablo season seven years ago. Like she can't let go of like the persona she has. And she mm-hmm. is not coming in as like fresh start Claire. And, and, and I guess like that makes sense. Like, you know, who can let go of all of their baggage though? Like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they literally played that interaction on TV like 500 times, like 500 million times. <laughs> I know. So they're I not going to let her let go of it. But yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, she's just not a chill human by yeah, any. Exactly. She says, exactly. And and I think that like another piece of the show that just was like so uncomfortable, which we should just talk about is the oh, Zach boy. date. I mean, it, mm. she has a one-on-one with Zach and I think that the they do a spa date, great date, would love to do that. And, you know, they're, they, she's not, they, they, the way it's edited, she's not into it. Like, she's like, you know, I'm just thinking about Dale. Zach seems like a great guy, but I just want to spend all my time with Dale. And then they're in the pool at like about to go get, she's about to end the day's activities because she's obviously bored and not that into him. So she's like, okay, let's like go get ready for tonight. And she leans in to kiss him and he hesitates for like half a second and she, she feels it. So she, she pulls away. And then he immediately regrets it. And he's like, no, sorry. Like why I want to kiss you. So then he grabs her neck and tries to kiss her. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And it made me extremely uncomfortable. I was like, why is he grabbing her like that? And then they get out of the pool and he does it again. He tries to kiss her and he, and she resists. And it was very uncomfortable as I was watching it. I was just like, oh my God, like, this is not okay. That's not how you uh, treat someone. And he did it two times. And he says, like, it was just a huge mistake. Like, that's the voice. That's the voice that you hear him saying. And it was just, like, an incredibly uncomfortable scene. And we've gone from, like, in this episode at this point, like, this sort of disproportionate blow up between her and Yosef where where he begins at the point and it's really, then he becomes super disrespectful. Then there's, like, this, this portion of the episode where it seems like Claire is kind of, like, being blamed for disrespecting the guys by spending all of her time with Dale. And now like the third portion of the date is, you know, like about questions of consent in which like, you know, you're just like Claire's absolutely has, has the right to say no, and she should be respected. And what he did was really uncomfortable and inappropriate. But then instead of just sending him home right away, being after that, be like, Hey dude, like that wasn't okay. Claire's uncomfortable. You need to leave. They had him stay, get ready for the evening date. And then Chris Harrison comes on to like, say, you have to leave. And it's just like, why do they need to have those few extra hours? And so it's just like, obviously Claire is fully in the right here. And it's also her decision when someone should say when they should go. But then having the show like stage this guy's exit, which wasn't even dramatic anyway. No. It like puts this weird sort of like disregard of the question of consent in, into this conversation. And it's like, it's so maddening. And I don't want to downplay what happened between them, but you know, it's not... Claire cut it off really well and was clear, like, this is not what I want. And she left the situation and she got herself out of it. And I admire her for that. But, you know, it's just like complicated because they, they don't take this seriously. And I don't think it needed to be taken more seriously than it was. He had to go. She wasn't comfortable. But by staging that exit with Chris Harrison just makes me uncomfortable 
as well because they're just like just get rid of him like don't need yeah. to like make make a show of it i don't understand the decision making there it, again it feels like a weird production decision where i'm i'm i was trying to read in okay so first of all back to like just to address what happened yeah i feel like i'm gonna come across as really like pro claire but <laughs> that was really hard for me to watch because the, the way she handled it like i've so many women have been in this situation where you're like yeah let's just talk later let's just talk later she just kept, yeah. she wasn't like no she was just like doing the thing where you're trying to like play it off because you're uncomfortable. And she's like, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. We'll just, we'll just talk later. We'll just talk later. And she was so visibly uncomfortable and yeah. he was grabbing her. And, and, and like the situation was very relatable for me. Totally. And you saw her later in a room crying and it was really hard to watch. But then I get, so again, and I'm not even like, I'm not trying to make it anything more than what it was. Totally. You know? I'm not trying I, to I make think, him seem like he tried to like sleep with her and she said, no, there's I think she, there's nuance yeah, yeah. to it. Right. But what he, what he did was definitely wrong and made her uncomfortable. And so he had to go. I think exactly. And but then the production, like having him sit there, wait, they, they gave him like a weirdly like sympathetic yes. it almost. And then yes. again, like, again, it factors into, I'm like, what are they doing here? Like, do they want us to be upset with her for, have like do we want do they want us to feel like she was never interested in him anyways or something? I don't know it was just it feels it like weird. if that happened on another season like with Hannah it would be played as this like empowering moment or this like woman standing up for herself and instead they played it as like oh here's just Claire again being Claire or something yeah they, it, they, it they just, let him defend himself by including that soundbite where he was like it was yeah. just a huge mistake or a huge misunderstanding it just um, bothered me yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think because it's clear that Claire is uncomfortable and therefore he should go. There's, there's, it's just not more complicated than that. You know, he, yeah, exactly. he, he tried to kiss her two times against her will. She didn't want it. And so he had to go. It's just, there's, there's nothing else to say about it, but instead they dragged it out and allowed him to like defend himself, which I guess is like, also you could say there's, you know, he should be allowed to, but I think like just in terms of like questions of like consent when they're already like having a, a pretty murky history with that. Like now it's looking at the previous episode. It's just sort of like, what are the decisions that are being made? And I think that you're right. It's weirdly resulted in Claire, like getting like a bad edit of sort of like, they're like, you know, Chris Harrison had to like come in and take care of it. And, and, you know, they, they gave him like a more graceful exit than maybe he should have gotten, but just extending it the whole way I thought was bizarre. I just thought that everything about it was a poor decision and it combined with everything else we'd already seen in the episode was just right. so strange. It's, it's, it's similar to the morning date where like, did she really decide at the last second? Did they, did she, I'm sure she decided long before he got dressed and they set up yeah. the dinner. And, but again, similarly to the, previous date they went through with it and i yeah. i guess i i don't know it feels very deliberate i know and i and i think there's just like a weird tension here of thinking like you said earlier thinking the show is doing claire dirty and also not really liking claire and yeah. it's like a bachelorette <laughs> and like both of those things can be true right but yeah. it, it feels it's, it's hard and to negotiate those two feelings and like how to like how you're supposed to like watch the show right This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, 
well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We can jump ahead to the very end. The very last thing they showed was Tasha. She's coming yes. next Phoebe week. Phoebe Kate's vibes emerging <laughs> from the water. It's kind of, kind of made me uncomfortable, but it, yeah. Um, I was, um, I was relieved to see her because I was like, thank God. Yes, we're on I know. I, yes. Oh, well, yes, definitely. I can't watch more than another week of this. Yeah. Cause we, we knew that Claire would be leaving at some point. And just sort of the question has been when, and now I think we know. And I mean, it's just like, I was so excited. But again, I think this is like a very strange way to introduce Tasha. Why did it make you uncomfortable? Oh, no, I, it was just so long. It, oh, it, yeah. It just, like like, like, like emergence long. from the pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't. I, 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 um, I was relieved for the most part. Also, by the way, I, as we've discussed, I like a lot of these guys. I haven't yeah. thought through like which ones I think would be a good fit for Tasha. I don't feel like I really know enough about her, but I'm excited to continue seeing some of them on my television. Well, there was a few people that we saw, like there was one guy, I truly have no idea who he is. I'm not even going to look up his name. I have no idea. He's just like some random guy who was just like on the, um, roast date, like became one of the mouthpieces. Like he like got to talk a lot and, I don't know who some of these dudes are. And I was like, okay, they're setting up some guys for like the next phase because we got a mm-hmm. lot of Jay who I was like, who the fuck is Jay? Fitness Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a lot of Jay. We got a lot of Zach. We certainly got a lot of Bennett. We'll come back to oh. him in a minute. Zach is sort addiction. Of like, addiction yes. Zach. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And he has like a very spherical head. Um, yes. And <laughs> I just feel like they're kind of like getting ready for the next phase because the guys who get to talk about like Dale or like explain what's been happening that sort of seemed to take hold this episode. Like we also got like a little bit more Ivan and it just seems Chess. like, yes, he's, he's one of my faves. So I was excited I like about him. that. Yeah. Me too. I, like him. I like him as well. And so I was like, okay, who are the dudes that they're, they're setting up? And that, those are the ones who caught my eye, but I just feel like Tasha couldn't get a, a worse deal possible. She was like saved for the very last second of episode three of this season. And her first episode, I think, is going to be um, like right after the election. Like it's like the same week as the like <laughs> United <laughs> States presidential election. That oh, sucks. Tasha, we support you though. Are they, was, bring, are they bringing in any new guys or is it just the leftovers? 
The rumor has been that they brought back guys. Or oh, from previous seasons? No, like oh, oh, that Claire eliminated. Yeah, or ones who never even made it to night one. So they had like a, a pretty big pool. So yeah. Like young might- younger dates, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's gonna happen, but this whole this whole situation with Claire is just like she is not compatible for the job, you know? She should she should not be the bachelorette. And it seems like she recognized that as well. And it, I don't know. I let's talk about the roast for a second because um Bennett is, I think, my my crush of the season. And <laughs> do you think that's a defendable position after the roast <laughs> that he did of Dale? Okay, so I've been on a roller coaster with Bennett because I was like, is this guy in on the joke? Is he leaning into it? And then last ep- in episode two, it seemed like he really was. I also, I one thing I as a viewer respond well to is I always watch to see if the other guys like mm-hmm. the guy or gals. And he seems liked, which yes. speaks to me. That said, I thought he would be funnier. Is that, is that like the jokes weren't that good? No. You know who had the best jokes were Claire. Claire had a really good one about um, Brendan. Who's still there as well. This was in the the post um, credit in the credit scene where she was like, Brendan, I didn't know you were still here. I thought you sent you home. And she's like, oh, right. That was Brandon. It was really funny. She, and then for Ed, she made the anesthesiology joke about, I'm glad I know you can put me to sleep. Joe. Yeah. Sorry, Joe. And, um, I really, I just like really enjoyed that. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, that was, no, no, she had, she was, she also delivered them well too, yeah. but most of the jokes were not great. But. And Bennett's was just sort of like a hatch job. It just sort of seemed like someone had to like be nominated to, to take Dale down a notch and he would volunteer tribute or did the producer say like, who's really going to go after Dale? Like Bennett, we think it should and be you. On. Yeah, like but the, but again, and, and and we kind of talked about this earlier. I was watching to see, okay, is somebody going to go after Dale for wanting to be an influencer, like real cuts. I don't think anyone said anything that was that bad. Like, did anything really seem to you like a truly sick burn? Other than like they were like Claire's really into you. You know, you talk about yourself a lot. I'm like, oh, yeah, we see that. But they basically the meanest thing they said was that he talked all the time. Yeah. But it's just like, okay, sure. I, I was don't. waiting for like fame hungry and for the wrong reasons. And nobody really came talking at it. Talking to other girls, that. talking about his yes, exes. Anything, anything yeah. like brutal. There's, there's no dirt on Dale. The weirdest thing related to Dale in this episode was that Claire saved his pants and smells them every day. I mean, just end <laughs> the season. And literally just end the season. Like, what are we That's doing? That's the here? kind of thing you do with your first boyfriend. You're like, oh my God, I have his sweatshirt. I'm going to sleep with it every night. I don't know. And also it was his pants. It wasn't even his shirt, which is like Nora and I talked about this last week because Ben, who also got a lot of screen time this week, Ben gave his shirt to Claire and like the weird yeah. gift, gift love language date. And um, so now we know she has at least two pieces of clothing of these dudes and she chooses to smell the pants that Dale ripped. Pants is a weird one, I have to say. Super strange. I mean, that my big criticism of Claire is not that she's broken the show or ignored the rules or made it worse for us reviewers. It's like, I can't really tell if it, it's hard for me to evaluate like the substance of their relationship. Well, I mean, like what yeah. you said, it seems like he's like her first boyfriend. So, like there's just kind of this weird lust, overpowering lust. Her expectations for the relationship just seem like really distorted and like doesn't yeah. bode well for the future. Like is she put him on a pedestal. Is she aware that it's going to be boring at times? Is she aware that it's going, they're going to fight? Like, is she aware that she's um, like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know either. And, but like, I don't, there's so many crazy things. Oh, we forgot to mention also in the Yosef fight, when 
he's explaining like, you know, I sacrifice all this time with my daughter. And she was like, I get it. My mom is dying. And then he cuts her off. And it's just sort of like, oh, that's just like left on the table. And it's just like, you no know, wonder she wanted to leave after 12 days. She's like, yeah, my mom is dying. And yeah. I found the guy that I want. Like, I'm out of here. It's just all a lot of cognitive dissonance based on what you're expecting from the bachelorette. I think that's a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't tell if the nature of the pandemic makes you think these guys have given up more or less. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, does this make you want to be there more and spend more time at this hotel? Because what the hell else, you know, are you doing? Or is it weird? Cause you're away from, I, I think it's really situational. Like some guys, yeah. like I'm not sympathizing with Yosef, but like, yeah, it is a very weird time to be away from your child. Yes. But it's also like, you know, if you are a guy who can take away time from work and yada, yada, like, yeah, you probably are like, I want to stay here longer than two weeks. Yeah, totally. Two weeks during work from home is like, you've missed nothing. So it's 10 vacation days and and (laughs) no big deal at all. Time, really. I don't (laughs) know. No big deal at all. Um, Margaret Cho was the guest on the the date for when they roasted people because she's a comedian. We both have the same first impression about her, which was like very, very uh, surprised or credulous to the fact that she was able to, or was willing to quarantine. Willing. <laughs> but again, it gets back to like, what else was Margaret Cho up to? She probably was just like, okay, I had to quarantine for four days at the La Quinta in Palm Springs. She probably lives in LA. She probably was like, sure. <laughs> can, I yeah. the, can I go to the pool or? Yeah. Like, shout know. out to Joe, uh, my fellow Korean for clearly being the only one who recognized her and uh, displaying some Korean pride there. I really hope Joe survives today. I want more Joe, the anesthesiologist. I do too. Origami. I like him. There's a lot of gems and, and totally. he's a gem. Um, but I wish he got to speak more. Like he, like this was like the first yeah. week he got to speak. There's, a lot of them have good careers. I, I liked it. Uh, also, Margaret Cho had a really good burn at Bennett where she said he'd be the star of a true crime podcast. <laughs> yeah that was like the only good bird of the night yeah that was really good though that was like oh margaret cho is like on the internet which doesn't surprise me based on her career she's a podcast listener she should host a true crime podcast i feel like that'd be popular i'd be into that shout out margaret cho of of what we know from these guys who do you think taisha will be into oh okay i was thinking you might ask me that um okay so there's very little to go on so don't worry yes well okay so i i have seen this point made that Bennett is probably the closest to JPJ who oh, Tasha had a, a sort of weird, maybe fake relationship with. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah, but that was odd. They kept I don't a know. Secret. Like that's it, super, but, super weird. <laughs> and then we know Tasha was on Colton season. So she was into Colton. Um, she, yeah. Final four. So almost, almost but, broke her back with her poor bungee jumping form. Oh, I forgot about the budget jumping. So based on that, I do feel like Bennett's got a shot. Mm. Um, okay. So I would put him in the mix. Um, gosh. I feel, like, I feel like Ben. I feel I was like just, is that the veteran? Yes. With the kind of big chin? Yeah. Santa Monica. Just yes. about or to say. Venice. Yeah. I feel like and Ben's dad, got a shot. I think her dad's like military too. I think that's so. correct. So those two guys I could see, I, like I said, I like Joe. I like Damar, the soul cycle guy. Me too. I think cute and funny. Um, uh, someone yeah. DM me that they don't have soul cycle in Arizona. So it's like some local, like some local chain. Yeah. Yeah. Spin-off. A spin spin off. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I like him. Uh, I don't think easy and is going to win, but I think he's kind of 
the breakout, like actually charismatic person yeah. of the guys. So I could see him getting a lot more screen time. Yeah. I, I think I agree with all of that stuff. And then I, I think that because we got Jay, Jason and Zach this week, they stick around for a little while because like mm. there was no reason to show Jay, like literally none. He didn't <laughs> contribute. He didn't like, I was just like, who is this guy? Yeah. Similarly with Jason. I was just like, he's so replaceable. There's like nothing unique about Chase into this show. Uh, Yeah. He's gotten some time the last few weeks, the last two episodes. So I'm wondering if like Tasha is into him. Oh, interesting. I could see that based on the priors we've mentioned of guys chasing the the look of of chasing. Yeah. 100%. 100%. (laughs) He's got that look. Um, yeah, he's not, he doesn't jump off the screen to me, but I could see Tasha going for him. Me too. I have to say, also, I had forgotten until we mentioned it earlier that JoJo will be coming in for Chris Harrison at some point, but I'm kind of looking forward to that. I'm just like, let's just spice it up. This is such a mess. This, this three weeks so far, let's just yeah. like, let's just go off the rails and see what happens. I, I'm so ready for Tasha. I'm ready to wrap this up with Claire. Hope her and Dale are still happy. The rumors seem to suggest they're still together, which is nice. Is that so? Okay. Yes. And he's been spotted out about in New York quite a bit. So I guess they're like far apart. Yeah. But- for her sanity, I hope they're together. But, I mean, based on what we've seen, you know. I'm really surprised that he's not like in LA or something. So he could easily go to Sacramento once they can be together openly. Yeah. I wonder. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I find him hard to read because he doesn't seem. I think your Russell Wilson comparison at the beginning nailed it because he doesn't seem like super fame hungry to me. I realize. He probably is every single person. First of all, every person on the show is to some degree. But I'm not getting, I don't think he's like faking it. I don't think, I just kind of can't read him. And I think your reasoning is correct, which is that I think he really is buys into the things he said. Like, I think he is just kind of that, like, I'm a spiritual dude. Self-motivator. Yeah. And great. It's nothing wrong with that. It's not for me. There's nothing wrong with it. I I agree. I I wish them well. Let's move on to the next phase, Tasha. Mina, thank you so much for joining me. It was it was like a lot to unpack. Helpful. I'm glad we got to do it together. Seriously. Um, I, I needed this. I needed this. So yeah. I, I did too. If you want to hear more from Mina, check out the Mina Times podcast. And basically anytime there's NFL coverage on ESPN, <laughs> Mina's a part of it. So check it out. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.